shining a beacon on the bazaar. Treats and we've got a few drinks and things. What could go wrong? A kid! A kid! Whoa, 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 what's up, man? What's up? Make a downstairs, the narwhals are coming, the narwhals are coming. Narwhals? The base painted all over the storm in the beaches, man. They say make crack and cove great again or something. I don't oh, know. Let's get some from dog. We get some from dog. Not the queuing on narwhals. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Get down, get down, quick. Oh, they're coming through. Get your chucked. Badge it shut. Oh, Delta! Get the castle! Oh, oh, I've, I've got the door! I don't think I can I've hold it longer! I've got an idea! I've, I've go. got, let me go back upstairs! Okay! Oh, ah, it's so difficult! Oh, what's that sound? Oh my god, that's majestic! The, the narwhals are fleeing! They're returning to the sea! I've never it's seen sorted, them! It's sorted, our kid! It's sorted! He sorted it out, man. Whoa, that, that is amazing. Good. Where did he get that giant tuba from, or that big trombone, uh, or something? Where did, how do you do that majestic call for them? Uh, with the the only horn I've got. Um, what? Yeah, with my own horn. You've got the horn. No, no, my um, my you know the horn that everybody carries around with them. Your ass. Yeah, my bottom. You did that <laughs> with your bomb, man. Alive. How, how did you manage to get that? Christmas there's all the Christmas Day turkey and stuffing still in me. Oh, <laughs> I told you about my belly. How do you, how do you manage to get that change of pitch? Well, I just thumbed it a bit and just kind of like... <laughs> 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 he kind of came out. He sounded lovely, though, didn't he? You thumbed <laughs> like your valve. <laughs> you thumbed your valve at some I didn't put it in. You were only tapping on outside. <laughs> <laughs> just on walnut. <laughs> I'm not even when he tie a balloon and he's got yeah. a little balloon knot. Yeah, just done that. Well, it seemed to work, so I mean, fair play, kid, fair play. Because you, once again, you've managed to save Kraken Cove, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. I'll try, our kid, I'll try. Can I wash my hands, though, just quickly before we start? Well, we'll have to have an introduction first. I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And he's a very dirty little boy. Off you pop. <laughs> Cheers, our kid. Show me your hands, they're nice and clean. They're spanky, I've cut my nails, everything. Oh, <laughs> man, oh sure. man, that sounds really graphic. <laughs> well, I had, I had a little bit of swarf eager as well in there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might make a cup of tea for us or something. <laughs> right, well, okay. <laughs> well, what I think I better do is, I, th- I think I better do a little bit of casting to calm us down, Ooh, don't you? Oh, that'd be grand, a bit of 2021 casting. Oh, right. I know, because of course. And it's kicked off well, hasn't it, this year so far? <laughs> It's fucking bad shit, isn't it? <laughs> Told you, 2020 is going to be like some maple syrup dream for us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think considering what's just happened, I think what we should do is uh, look at a piece for the for Medium magazine. It's like an online uh, online magazine, uh, yeah, right. very good as well. I love it. And this is a piece by Jules Evans, and uh, she and the headline is. A closer look at the QAnon shaman leading the mob. <laughs> oh, good lad, Max. This is a character. Have you seen that video footage of him and that? No. He did like an interview before he. St- oh, well, you get what we started. I've got a little bit to add to it. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. We'll, we'll 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 see we'll see where it leads us then. Yeah, yeah, case, yeah. You know. So basically, what's happened is is uh, Jules Evans has gone through sort of like uh, and had a little look and see what's online. She can find out about this uh, guy whose uh, whose name is Jake and Jelly, right? And, Jake uh, and, and Jelly, <laughs> Jake and Jelly. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's quite a good name. Actually, like, I'm going to give yeah. him a point so far. I might take that yeah, it point. Sounds like away. something. From, it sounds like something from CBeebies, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 so what she's found out really is that um, he's basically a gullible schmo. That's the her words of what she puts like. <laughs> and it turns out he's a 32-year-old actor from Arizona, um, not hugely successful by the looks of it, and uh, who's now deleted backstage page, proclaimed he is a highly talented voice actor who can do over 30 different voices. Right. Now he's pleased to know the voices. Crack on! I bet they're all racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could expand, but I won't. <laughs> and uh, he was previously in the navy. Uh, then he got into psychedelic drugs. Wow! <laughs> Mill- navy Mill- straight to psychedelic drugs. Yeah, that's it? quite the leap, isn't yeah. it? That's quite the leap. <laughs> so merely mushrooms on peyote, uh, and he's and he's now a self-initiated shaman. Who set up something called the Star Seed Academy, the Enlightenment and Ascension Mystery School? <laughs> <laughs> like Scooby Doo's going to go there and stuff. Is it like the whole gang's going to be? There? I think the Mystery Machine's going to be the school bus. That's it. <laughs> and he's a big believer in using psychedelic ceremonies for mental health. Um, somehow, all those psychedelics failed to turn him into a liberal. So he's, he's I mean. You, I mean, I do believe that some psychedelics can help mental health. I think it's one of these things to be explored. But we've, we've talked about it before, haven't we? You know, I mean, in the right hands, in the doctor's hands, in the right doses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the understanding of it, not just some. You say self-proclaimed. Does that mean he's just made his own like rules up about stuff? Yeah, he is. That's mm. basically what he is. That's that sounds terrifying, doesn't it? You know, what I mean, yeah. him dishing out psychedelics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And in August, he organised a red pill party at an astrology store in Arizona. And this was how he described himself in the Facebook invite. Right, here we go. Jake Angeli is a self-initiated shaman, energetic healer, ordained minister, public speaker, and published author. He is native to the Valley of the Sun and has worked in behavioural health fields for over six years and has walked the shamanic path. For over a decade. <laughs> you just come out at Navy, lad, you know what I mean? <laughs> like some ah, trip. But, but during his shamanic path, he underwent over 90 hours worth of tattooing. Oh, yeah, that's several well books. <laughs> influenced hundreds of lives and spent endless hours in deep trance states and meditation. He is a metaphysical warrior. A compassionate healer and a servant of the divine creator, God. Oh wow! So you just so, been off his tits on the couch, and <laughs> you know what I mean? 
He's, he's, been, he's been fingering his belly button, hasn't he, while he's been... Exactly. Show me the seven books, Jelly. Show me the seven books. Proper jelly. published books, are they, Jelly? <laughs> I think not, pal. <laughs> Published himself as in written in Biro and kept yeah. in his own drawer. That's yeah, what in, this is. In a shoebox. <laughs> End of. <laughs> but he was interviewed on Cosmic Gaia podcast last year as well, you see. And um, and this is how he described himself. Uh, he said, Yellowstone Wolf is calling himself now, <laughs> a.k.a. Jake and Jelly, or as you prefer, Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly brains. <laughs> yeah. He's walked the shamanic path for 20 years now. Oh, suddenly. So he doubled so all up. Through, yeah, so all through his Navy career. Since he was 12, he's been <laughs> on the show. And he's thought, right, the shaman should get on, a, on the Navy bloody shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's had numerous wow. paranormal and UFO experiences. He has defeated dark demonic forces, held sacred ceremonies, cleansed ecosystems, and liberated minds. Oh, mate. So cl- cleansed ecosystems. He's cleaned his bathroom once. We're like, well done, Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> he's Good washed lad. that belly button. He's washed the yeah. belly button once. Got a bit of fluff out. <laughs> it swirls so much. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, and the, uh, the the host of the podcast called Laura Eisenhower says... We talk about timelines, fractals, DNA, California fires, dark weaponry, and rising above it. And also, these amazing patches he sells that help to cure his father of late-stage cancer. His patches? Yeah. So he's got some little stickers that he's going to see he's selling to people. And it's the minute, what the thing meant to be good for these patches is uh, uh, late stage cancer and liver disease, anti aging, migraines, pain, detoxing, energy circulation. I mean, what's energy circulation? Oh my god! So he's got like you know those bandages, you know, like plasters used to get with like a little medal on them. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> that's so, so, You've yeah. got a Spider-Man one that's going to cure your cancer. <laughs> Twenty grand, please. <laughs> exactly. Oh no! He, he's meant to be a. He's meant to be a big fan of Jamiroquai. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody called him out about that, didn't they? Is it JK? I don't know what yeah. America is. I think it is JK. Yeah, but he had to say, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> in social media, you know. Mark <laughs> Times had to say that. In fact, I remember when he was watching it on YouTube, he just thought, oh, shit. That man's wearing my hat. Thought, well, my record, my new record last year failed abysmally. This might get me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also a massive fan of a thing called. Patternicity is uh, is old jelly, Jake and jelly. Oh yeah, and he sees he sees hidden patterns and meanings and agency behind what others would see as random events. So, for example, he's a big big fan of seeing shapes in clouds, and he thinks they're not just like oh look at that shape in a cloud. He thinks it's God. Oh, but wow. then again, I suppose loads and loads of solid peyote will do that to you, won't it? I think that's the main kind of part of it, isn't it? You see a lot of patterns with that stuff. You wow. do, yeah, yeah. And he's 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 most fa- he's very gullible apparently, and his most fre- frequent Facebook shares posts that say things like, "If you share this and say Amen, a miracle will happen to you." Oh, so he believes all him. that horse shit. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> I know, I know. He's see he does he sees sort of like the hand of God behind all events, but it has a much <laughs> darker side, which is to see demons, witches, and satanic paedophiles hidden behind events speaking secret signs and codes 
So, for example, on his Facebook page, it, it, there was a video that featured him driving around Arizona in his face paint, <laughs> pointing out secret paedophile codes in shop signs. That shop selling chicken liver? Chicken liver is pedo code. <laughs> and he, he, he literally believes everything to do with sort of like a Pizzagate and all that sort of malarkey. That's how he started, doesn't it? Pizzagate. They're ordering pizza and they'd like, if it were a margarita, they're like, oh, it's okay, that one doesn't like kids. If it were like a polo pizza with a bit of chicken on it, they're like, yep, he's a pedo, they're ordering a kid. <laughs> it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, they're hungry. <laughs> it's it's I mean, insane. And you know, it's, it, it, I'd love to know the guy who actually came up with that because the imagination to come up with the idea that a pizza shop is actually selling kids. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just, way out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know terrible, terrible things are happening in this world now, and they have been in the past. But you're just thinking it's going to get that. It's just, and he were a right crummy pizza shop as well. He wanted it to be <laughs> special, were he? You know, I mean, they had no room to do it. You know? Oh, cute. well, that's the thing you see because that actual pizza shop it was stormed, wasn't it, the other year yeah. by a guy with an M16 or whatever it was, yeah. or one of the, like a an AR15, and he came it. storming in, sort of fight, shot into a wall, threatened everybody, tried to find the cellar. Realised there was no cellar, <laughs> and, and then he had just he just sat there and waited for the police to come and get him. Oh. And you just think, oh for fuck's sake, that's mate. It. Same with jelly, though, isn't it? You know, when you just suddenly see it, like look, look, look behind curtain, lad. Let's have a little look. Yeah, it isn't here. You know, I mean, it might be somewhere else, but in everywhere, like you're thinking it. The paranoia of it, though, taking those strong chemicals and then yeah. thinking that is so dangerous well well, he, he's, he's even sort of like a, a lot of his writing he's saying he, it's blurred his belief system between what's real and what not even when it comes down to movies so he's sort of like they're believing truth in like the Matrix Star Wars Captain America Ooh. things like that but he's, he says here that he's clearly very prone to trance states in which inner fantasies and mythical thinking become superimposed on reality and a person thinks they have had unusual experiences like demo like demonic encounters and UFO abductions. Now, studies suggest that childhood trauma makes us more prone to disassociation in adulthood. So, Angeli has said yeah. to Cosmic Gaia in that same interview, he said that he had a really rough childhood and that his father gave him drugs when he was 11 years old. Oh, and, no. And this experience, he said, made him feel he was on an alien world Everything looked alien, and it transformed my life forever. Oh, poor, he needs some help, doesn't he, this one, man? Get the face paint off, come yeah. on, lad. Give him a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Sit him down, and let's, let's all have, have a, a good chat. Let's have a talk, yeah, let's have a good chat. Oh, that's awful, Well, I fear he's a little bit beyond it, you see, because he, he's an on... On YouTube, he's announced that he's a super soldier with psychic powers and part of a secret government operation like Captain America. Uh, he's he's also believes that he's a star person or star seed, which is a being from another planet, a higher being. And his Star Seed Academy on Facebook, which has been taken down for obvious reasons, <laughs> says that Star Seed Academy creates leaders of the highest order. We help people to awaken, evolve, and ascend. Are you ready to be a leader? Are you ready to ascend? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm ready to grab the net, mate. Grab the yeah. net, get him quick. <laughs> Nurse, <laughs> he's, the screens. He's a wrong one. He's, he needs some help, but he is dangerous. Is this one? Oh, as as Sean, yeah. he was stood there. He said he was stood there. He was spaced out to hell anyway. What yeah. he just like all chaos was going on. He just kind of like there, like I'm here. <laughs> he was completely. He would he would just dosed off his wanger, off his own sort of oh, like his own man. weird mind chemicals that were going on. 
and so it, bizarre. Yeah. Well, it, well, he thinks um, that the COVID nineteen testing sites uh, are temples to Anubis, uh, an Egyptian Ooh. god. <laughs> is that a good god of Egyptian? I or think is he's a bad, a bad one. one. I think Anubis yeah. is a bad one. Yeah, and I think that's what he's saying. So he's like, if you go in there and you get like a COVID nineteen test, you come out. It's almost like body snatchers. You yeah. come out changed. You know. Right. So wow. I mean, he's just a very, very disturbed person. But he yeah. has been—he has been kind of—he uh, has been hauled in now. You know, he's been caught. Has the, the, yeah, they the netted net him. him. <laughs> they netted him, right? But, and I think I think they netted him something about Thursday or Friday. I think that's when they actually managed to catch the guy. Because let's face it, he's not hard to—he's not hard to find, is he? <laughs> he's buzzing around screaming pedo at bloody chicken shops and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, apparently, he's—he's—he's he's, he's not eaten anything since Friday. You know. Oh. Uh, he's not eating a thing and I, I thought oh my god he's gone on hunger strike or he's having some sort of psychological break and it turns out no because his mother says that um, he's fasting he's not fasting it's because uh, the, the guards won't give him a whole food diet oh, <laughs> he's got such a fancy god. little diet that he's there saying uh, I want my special meals and they're going no here's your grits prison <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean you don't get all special you no. might get vegetarian I bet you know what I mean that's like life choice we're not going to get all whole food no. uh, going back to the video I said just before they like the stormed into it you know they're all yeah. like leaping about outside um, and the, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a reporter got hold of him. Obviously, you know you're going to pick him in the crowd. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, "Can you explain your outfit, sir?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's the buffalo man. You know, look at my two horns. You ever like come against the two horns of the buffalo?" And she's like, "No." He's <laughs> like, "What's your jacket then?" You know what I mean? He's like, "It's two foxes." You know what I mean? It's two foxes. The trickster. You know when you got the uh-huh. the buffalo power and you got the trickster foxes. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You're what? supposed to be all this shame and stuff. You're like, poor foxes. Poor buffalo. I know. <laughs> I imagine. thought the banfer, you know what I mean? Yeah, what's all you need? Well, I mean, we need to go up against them. We need uh, Peter. Is it Peter or Peter? You know, the all the vegetarian sort of like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're all waiting. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, the antifurdies. <laughs> <laughs> fight fight it out like in Harry Hill or whatever it is yeah because all these guys they're like, they're like leather jackets and stuff don't they you know what I mean yeah, and, it's like, yeah. you know, so, and they're all like hunting they're all like shooting and hunting so it's like yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we need to make it's a fight perfect out. match isn't it yeah totally god yeah. it's scary did you see the the politician that just basically they were trying to breach the door they had those poor security guards there they were just like I don't really know what they were doing because they weren't doing a lot some no. people you know they were trying to fight back a bit but I'm sure they would have had a better um, system to stop people like that coming in especially when there's a crowd there well apparently yeah, they but do but the, it just wasn't active or when it was they called like almost like call the guard they, they didn't oh, come yeah. Oh, oh, suspicious! Uh, but there's one politician outside. He's got a crash helmet on, and he's going, "Come on, baby! Yeah, babies, let's go for it, baby!" And he's calling like, each other babies. <laughs> yeah, he's calling each other like, "Come on, baby!" And it's like, uh, then he, he he gets lifted off his feet a little bit. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, cool, let's keep on his feet, guys!" <laughs> I'm looking at it like, what am I watching here? What is can imagine, on? Can you imagine Jacob Rees-Mogg doing that with a little little helmet on and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, it's the downfall of America. This is the start of something really weird. Do you think so? This is my Benny's twenty one oh, twenty twenty one predictions. Something really weird is going to happen in in America this year. Really, it already has. That's hey, I, I think weirder though. Who are you, Darren Brown? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Derek Akara. I mean, who are you, Derek Akara? <laughs> Mary loves Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I got channeled, dude. I got channeled. <laughs> Neil Glomfond, Mangrove. 
ergens liever dan baan, waar ik zo graag wil komen, daar waar geen leed kan bestaan. So you see, really, let's face it, it's um, America's going to hell in a handcart, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's just it's just fucked. It's completely 2021. It's already fucked as America. So that's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a strange one, is that? So it what is, we need yeah. to do, we, we need a bit of sanity at home, don't we? Oh please, that's what we need. So here's a here's a dubious headline that's been doing the, doing the rounds, and I thought, come on, we've got to cover this because I think it's you know it, it says an awful lot about our country uh, as a whole at the moment. And it, and the headline says, I voted leave. But now I've got ten thousand sex asses stuck at Calais. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Let me digest. I voted leave, so he wanted to do Brexit. He wanted to leave the EU, and he's got how many sex 10, asses? Ten thousand sex asses. Ten thousand sex asses. So has he got yeah. rubber asses? Is he or something? Yeah. Has he got like some? Is, God, he's just the ass. What can it? Where are sex toys going here? <laughs> so, so anyway, this is by Barney Samuels for wait for it. For the Sunday sport. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We've never had one, have we? We've Pops never had sport, one. Cherry. We're not, we're not, we're not going to get many Sunday sport things, but yeah, this was yeah. just too good to miss with this. <laughs> and there was quite a few people. And thank you to everyone who did send it to Crack and Cove uh, at Twitter uh, and on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a bit of an avalanche about rubber asses. <laughs> oh, a, few, a few highlights went up, a few klaxons went off to say, hey, up Crack and Cove, you might like this. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> so let's have a let's have a little story. So, so when sex ass tycoon Brian Williams <laughs> <laughs> tycoon tycoon put his cross in the leave box during the Brexit vote in 2016, he foresaw a glittering future for an independent Britain. But the reality is somewhere less rosy for the man credited with resurrecting the British sex arse industry. (laughs) For Britain's first full day wholly outside the EU on Friday was one of frustrated phone calls and bureaucratic delay for the Luton exporter. And Brian said, I voted Brexit because I saw a whole world of exporting available. And a time when we could seriously challenge the dominance of China in the sex arse game. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened? I've got ten thousand sex asses stuck in a lorry in Calais. But bureaucrats fuss over the paperwork. Naturally French officials are refusing to understand what a sex arse is. But every minute lost for me is lost profit and lost earnings for the UK PLC. So, please <laughs> all over. So Brian insists he has no regrets over voting leave, but says that unless things are sorted pretty soon, Brexit's going to cost him a right fortune. And he said, "Many of the sex arses coming out of China are substandard and made by what is essentially slave labour. My sex arses <laughs> are all made by British craftsmen, and so we can command a premium price." What they're doing in fucking Calais then, you know what I mean? <laughs> Made by English people. Is they come from China, you fucking cheater. So last week, Government Minister Michael Gove admitted that there will be bumpy moments for UK businesses and travellers <laughs> as they get to grips with new EU rules. He said there would be practical and procedural changes after the Brexit transition period ended on Thursday. 
So, I, I mean, obviously it's going to be really trouble for sort of like people like, um, what's he called here? Um, Brian Williams, you know, with his <laughs> sex asses. But I think you've, I think you might have the only person in the UK who's actually got to the crux of the issue there. What are all his asses doing in uh, Calais when they're made yeah. by British craftsmen? Yeah, they're not done in Bel. You like to say, what's he on about? He's blown his own cover there. I like in his <laughs> mind though. He's placed his order in China, and he's thought, you know what? You remember that Churchill, that dog? You know what I mean? That oh thing? yeah. He oh like yeah. A- <laughs> He, th- he thought a Union Jack truck were going to pull up, driven by Churchill the fucking dog, saying, cheers, Bri. You know, like, me and you are going to sort this fucking country out. You know what I mean? Well done. <laughs> did it happen, did it? That dream's gone right down to Yeah, yeah, you liar. <laughs> I love to hear his phone calls, though. Six horses, you know, six horses. <laughs> no, I don't know, Brian. <laughs> Everyone just keeps putting phone down on Brian, don't they? Because he's screaming yeah. sex horses down the phone at him. <laughs> Why won't they listen? Why won't they listen? Because <laughs> you're an idiot, Brian. <laughs> um, it, have you got a picture uh, no, of the no. sex asses, though? Oh, I'm going to say that I'm perfect fade out with that. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. No, no, it's all right. I'll cut it there. Yeah, yeah, um, just, yeah. Because obviously I'll put one on, online. It's just it's one of those stories that you need to fizzle a little bit, you know. Mate, just, it's only out of personal interest. <laughs> I don't want to know what fucking sex ass. It ain't fault listeners. <laughs> I have got a picture of the sex ass as it happens. Describe it quickly for a minute. <laughs> well, all, all I'm seeing is it, it's a little rubber moulded ass that's sticking up. Say it slowly. It's a l- <laughs> Gotcha! I might have to keep that in now. <laughs> Well, that proves that Britain's no better, is it really? We're 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 <laughs> fucked as well. If we can't exactly. get, if we can't get our sex asses over here when we need them, <laughs> what's the world coming to? Exactly. I mean I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna bum now. <laughs> 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 but I think what we need to do, really, again, let's look somewhere else. We need Please. to look for san- sanity. We need to look elsewhere again. So I'm going to cast my light out again, and we're casting it yeah. out. and Cast it wide and happy, Arky. Wide, wide and happy. Wide and happy. That's a good idea, is that? It's a bit like it sounds like one of them sex asses, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which one you ordered, sir. <laughs> Tight as a mouse is zero. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, wide and happy. You have to wait a week, though. They're all stuck in Calais. But... <laughs> <laughs> French you're loving it yeah so this is a story from Helen Russell in Jutland so Jutland's in Denmark right and this is for the Guardian right well she's and, cool I like it yeah so I mean Denmark's always it's a bastion of sanity they're very that's cool that's what it feels like you know what I mean I think we're going to go nice on this story roll so Den- the market yeah I'll roll it so Denmark launches a children's TV show about a man with a giant penis oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So oh, apparently, no. critics have condemned the idea of an animated series about a man who cannot control his penis as well. For, is this for children? This is for children. Right. So here we go. John Dillamond has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that he can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. Then rape them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good answer. 
<laughs> but he's waiting, going, he can't do that. Oh, go on. Right, the, well, the, the Danish equivalent of the BBC, which is called DR, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight year olds about John Dillamond, the man with the world's longest penis, who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record breaking genitals. Oh, Jesus, wet. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the series, the series has provoked debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. <laughs> Since premiering on Saturday, so it's been on, right? Oh, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. And uh, so this is uh, uh, the Danish author Anne-Lise Maastrand Jorgensen says, Is this really the message we want to send our children while we are in the middle of a huge Me Too wave? And the show just comes months after the TV presenter Sophie Lind uh, kick-started Denmark's Me Too movement. So, you know, it's in that same sort of time. We've got this chap kicking about. We've got John Dillamond at it. <laughs> cross wires here, our kid. Proper cross wires here. One, yeah. <laughs> one to the other. Well, Christian Gross, an associate professor and gender researcher at Roskilde University, said he believed the programme's celebration of the power of male genitalia could only set equality back. It's perpetuating a standard idea of patriarchal society and normalising locker room culture. I've gone all Scottish then, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, the Scottish, <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked it though. I think, I think I'll drop that for a while, though. it's good yeah, all over yeah. the place. I think keep it, but go yeah. on. Uh, but that's been used to, uh, uh, <laughs> to excuse a lot of bad things. It's fucking Connery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Money Fanny. It's perpetuating a standard idea of patriarchal society. <laughs> <laughs> but they're saying it's meant to be funny, but it's seen as harmless. But it's not because this is a rogue penis we're talking about here. But the, that's the that's the danger. If you were the bad guy, I could, I'd still hate it, but I could understand it. You can't have a good guy with an uncontrollable penis. You know, there's Epstein, yeah. there's Weinstein, there's yeah, loads of Steens yeah, yeah. out there, dude. Yeah, the Wangsteins. <laughs> <laughs> Massive Wangsteins. <laughs> so yeah. He's, and it's an Erlheinsen Hörstedt, a, a clinical psychologist who works with families and children, said she believes the uh, the show's opponents may be overthinking things. And she says John Dillamond talks to children and shares their way of thinking. And kids do find genitals funny. Not just kids; I find genitals hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, I but don't... they're not at that age. They, they find farts, poo, and bums really funny. They haven't really gone on to Marys and Wieners, yeah. have they? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. God. Well, this is the thing, and it's it's like, um, I think it might encourage little lads to go around with, with sort of sporting their uncontrollable penises, <laughs> saying, "I'm John Dillamond, I'm John Dillamond," yeah. and stick their cock in yeah. somebody else's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Look! Oh no, Sally's drowning. I've got it. I've got it, Mister <laughs> Wilson. I've got it. Grab I've got this. this shit covered. <laughs> but it won't reach Tommy. <laughs> so Holstead conce- conceded the timing was poor, and that a show about bodies might be considered depicting difference and diversity beyond an oversized diller which is Danish slang for penis, so Dillamond me- literally means penis man. Right? Oh, no. But this is categorically not a show about sex. It, it, so we, we're, we're, what she's saying is we're projecting our ideals on that show, you know. DR, the Danish public service broadcast, has a reputation for pushing boundaries, especially for children. 
Another stalwart of children's scheduling is Onkel Reggie, a, a popular figure who curses, smokes a pipe, and doesn't bathe, right? Which I think that's all right. So apparently yeah, yeah. he's a lot like me, um, Mr. Tumble meets Father Jack, apparently. Yeah, Mr. Stinky, yeah, Mr. Stinky, you know, that's yeah, pretty that's popular it, that's now with kids. You know, so I, I think um, a character in Geppetto News made a conservative's bristle in 2012 when he revealed a love for cross-dressing. Absolutely fine by me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's this one here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And there's a show called uh, Ultra Smidatorjet, right? Which means ultra strips down. And it caused outrage in 2020 for presenting children aged 11 to 13 with a panel of nude adults. Right? What? <laughs> yeah. So 11 to 13-year-old kids are basically... There's a, there's a panel of nude adults all there just with everything hanging out. I don't think that's right, do you? I don't know about a panel. Normalising nakedness, I don't think is a bad thing, because I think we've been so proved with, with perverse yeah. nakedness. My issue is with a massive cock, you know, like a, it sounds <laughs> like a, you know, like a cock that doesn't fit proportion, yeah. and it's swirling around nicking ice creams and saving the day and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I just find that just so bizarre that there's no help there is there? you no, know no. what I mean because cocks don't do that the, exactly more, take everything more, off the table it's like you know like a cartoon about Brenda that squirts cornflakes or something <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to do no good for a child's mind is it you know what I mean well funny enough actually this BBC the, the uh, DR this TV programmer they said that the, the latest criticism um, by saying could easily have made a program about a woman with no control over her vagina right yeah. which I just think they're missing a trick yeah. <laughs> that's what they need <laughs> what they need is some, this woman with a gigantic um, fanny which just does what he wants, like. a magician lady with a gigantic fanny I know <laughs> like, a, like a wizard sleeve that's <laughs> you got a career there ladies yeah they could call it Karen wizard sleeve couldn't they <laughs> It's all proper wrong. And Denmark, shame on you. I thought you were a good country. And you just start, you've opened up a can of worms for a Benny there. We've, we've, we've scoured the earth and we've, we've, we've come up with nothing, have we? You know, <laughs> absolutely nothing. So, what do you know? What I'm going to do. I, I'm thinking to myself sometimes. You know, you need to you need to go back to or to America, because I think to myself there. Well, perhaps we're overlooking something because there's a lot of good things going on in America. Maybe the politics. Oh yeah, maybe, baby. What Cleanse better, it, our kid. Cleanse. Yeah. Well, what better things than like uh, American nature? Nature, mm, the uh, nice. it's well known for its animals, its wildlife, and you get your deer and your elk and your moose and uh, you know these lovely things. So we've got this story here from uh, CBS New York by Hazel Sanchez, and it reads: Squirrel mania. Queens residents describing graphic detail being attacked by crazed rodents. Oh. Right. So that's a juicy one, isn't it? I've got go on. I've got some backstory. I oh. heard this one, but about. 15th. I've got more to this. Go on. Oh, I, right. I know well, the answer to this. Well, let's see the new story. Let's see what's going on here. 
So some people living in Queen's neighbourhoods are afraid to leave their homes. That's because there's been several aggressive squirrel attacks over the last few weeks. Um, Michelin, well this is a great name, Michelin Frederick is still bruised. Her bite wounds are healing after she was attacked by a squirrel one week ago. You hear someone be bitten by a squirrel, you're like, okay, you get a little nib. What's the deal? But this was, well, this was a mixed martial art cage match, and I lost. Wow. She said the squirrel... <laughs> Excellent accent. She said the squirrel, totally unprovoked, went after her as she stood on the front stoop of her Rejo Park home on 65th Drive, and she shared graphic photos of the aftermath. We're wrestling in the snow and there's blood everywhere. And my Jesus. finger's getting chewed and it won't let go, said Frederick. Eventually he just stopped and there I was, a big bloody mess. So he just like jumped at him then, what, what happened? What, oh yeah, what, yeah this is what's wrestling? happened, she's just been minding her own business. Probably having a fag on bloody front step, you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Squirrels come from nowhere twatted her right but she's even been <laughs> been rolling round on the ground and this thing's been <laughs> knacking her completely oh, knacking man. her in you know squirrels underrated though they're hard little buggers you've said it before if yeah. you find a squirrel in, in top of town leave that shut the door leave yeah. it alone oh easy it's, it's, it's a story I had somebody somebody said to me they said um, you know they've uh, they'd found an injured squirrel and put it in a box and taken to RSPCA and they said well, what have you got in the box and it says Oh, it's an injured squirrel. Everyone shat themselves because they're just maniacs. <laughs> they are complete psychopaths. Do not mess with squirrels, you know what I mean? Yeah, I second yeah. that, mate. Wow. And so it says here that a security camera image shows the squirrel latched onto her left hand. And several of mm. Frederick's neighbours have also been terrorised by the raging rodent, including Vinati Singh's family. And they were recording the squirrel on their mailbox when it pounced. And yes, I am not going to do the accent for this one because it's Singh. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it, Ag. Yeah, just just totally take us down like Apu. But it's like <laughs> so these squirrels aggressively going after people said Singh and, and she said one had gone after her husband twice and he basically grabbed onto the plastic bag that I had and tried to climb up my leg I was able to shoo them off but that was the first time the second time was right here when I tried to get in so last week Lysia Wang said she was walking up her home on 65th drive when a squirrel jumped on her and bit her arm now the thing is here is it doesn't matter what race it is does it this squirrel it's just yeah. it, you know it's very equal rights it's just so yeah, yeah. he wants to After kill everyone yeah he has no, he's got no no victim profile I've, I say. <laughs> <laughs> he's a loose cannon yeah so the victim said they've called the city for help and the Department of Health said it advised them to hire a state licensed trapper. Right. Mm. Now let's just dissect that a little bit, right? What does a trapper mean to you? To me, it's like Grizzly Adams. Or <laughs> yes, you know what I mean, that's what I, <laughs> I, mean, I want Grizzly. I want a full beaver out a lot, you know what I mean? I'd send him home. In the middle of Queens, he's sort of like sort of scooching himself <laughs> down the middle of the road in his kayak. Don't train me, Somebody call for a trapper. Sort him out, Grizzly. Yeah, he's like, can you imagine what sort of traps he's leaving? Big man traps all over, and you're walking down with your shops, and suddenly your arms excruciating pain. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually, in America, the Sioux culture to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to last a minute, are you? Yeah, wow. so it's like, so the, so the Center for Disease Control says small rodents like squirrels are almost never found to have rabies, so it's not rabies. 
So not knowing what's yeah. causing the squirrel's aggressive behaviour, and it's, that's what's concerning for people that don't know what's going on. Now then, so do you think you know what's going on? You think you've got an answer? I do. I've, I've told you before. I've been like, remember when Paperboy used to balls up and he used to send us every paper under Sony? Literally, the Times. They used to send like loads, and we got them for free for about ten years. What? About ten years ago, if you remember, we used to get free papers. You did. At Crack and Cove, we used to get loads of them. Oh. I used to leave them in the toilet. Didn't you read any of them? No, I've been wiping my ass on them for the last ten years. I thought that was I wondered why it was so cheap on toilet paper bill. You oh. lucky get. Anyway, I used to just sit on the toilet and read every newspaper every day. I'm like hooked on news. Oh, that's uh, why I'd say so that's why I had to haul you off because your legs had gone dead. <laughs> yeah, that other day they went purple. Yeah, cheers for telling the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but let me cast it back. It, it should be ten. So we're two thousand twenty-one, two thousand eleven. In 2000, actually it's going to be about 2003 um, there were the same problem in London parks so t- uh, squirrels suddenly started attacking um, people in the park right? Um, and they didn't know what the hell it was and then someone really sleuthed it down you know what I mean so basically little squirrel in a park little bit of winter time there's no nuts and berries about so they're running around oh what's that on the floor a tab end a cigarette butt yeah. so the squirrels started eating the cigarette butts they got highly addicted to the cigarette butts <gasps> no. they're walking around anybody sparking a fag up were getting mauled and then it got to the point that anybody waving their hands about the squirrels associating it with the fag and they're just fucking tear assing all over their hands and around the body trying to find the fag so they're not really trying to attack the person they're just saying give me a cigarette <laughs> I am fucking gasping <laughs> all the worries are Benny Hedgehogs don't they <laughs> oh mate I feel like ringing where is it in the Queens I feel like ringing them up because exactly the same problem happened you know well, why, I mean? do do why do we why, <laughs> yeah. why do it why do we contact CBS New York We'll hey, do let's research. do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can do it. That's a bit of homework for you, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the blower tonight, son. But yeah, I remember it because I just found it such a hilarious story, and it was just so. You just again, it's humans' fault. Just you know, instead of thinking, "Oh, there's a bin there," put it in the bin. You know, tab it out. No, we just flick it on the floor in a park. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hopefully, it's the same people who were stubbing them out on the floor that were getting fucking mauled because they deserve it. Well, we know what's going to happen now. Then in uh, 2021, and towards the end of 2021, vaping squirrels—they'll <laughs> <laughs> do anything for a vape, man. You want some nuts? I got loads of nuts. <laughs> Give a two on that arcade, or bloody shiv you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm weary for the springtime when we take the road once more for the planting and the purling and the berry fields of blur. We'll meet up with our kinfolk from all the world around when the gang of bird folk take the road and yellows on the broom. When yellows on the broom, when yellows on the broom, and I'll get you on the road again when yellows on the broom. That's th- you see that story's thrown me off now. I mean, I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to turn anymore. Do you? I mean, I, I think I think <laughs> I think I'm all in a in a tunnel in a twiddle. You know, I don't know where the hell I am. See, that's the issue. You see, we, we're lacking direction, aren't we? That's the, that's yeah. the thing. So we're just we're just we're just flashing and, and thrashing aimlessly around the, the world, <laughs> looking for stories and being being thrown off. We, what we need, we need a bit of uh, we need something like Baba Vanga again, don't we? You know, oh, the mystic yeah, it gives a bit of Baba. Well, we've nothing else from Baba Vanga. But I'm going to up my game here. We're going to go to Nostradamus. Oh, yes. never been a massive fan of the uh, the old Ramus, you know what I mean? But give him a go. Go on then. 
Yeah, well, let's see. So this is from uh, for Seven News. This is from Hamish Goodall. And, um, and he says, if you thought that uh, 2020 was a bad year, um, just wait for 2021. <laughs> because the French philosopher Michel de Nostradamus has forecast uh, famine, uh, devastating asteroids, and um, a zombie apocalypse in the next 12 months. Aww. <laughs> well, is that bad? I've always kind of back of my mind with zombie apocalypse. I don't fancy asteroid, you know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> but, Do you fancy uh, your chances I, with zombie apocalypse? It's, it's always a bit cosy, isn't it? I don't want to go around brain zombies or all like that, but if you could get into a supermarket, and stuff, I've always liked Dawn at Dead. I think that's where I'm a sucker at. You know yeah. I mean? It's a cosy film, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but in a weird way, if you were in that supermarket, right, and suddenly you didn't have... Romero zombies you had 28 days later zombies coming out no I don't want to play it don't want to play it <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing because it's like the, the latest thing I suppose it's not even the latest thing is it because like we've got the walking dead they're not particularly fast ones but yeah I think we do realise we could have fast zombies and they're the ones that I don't want I don't want any of them no you know, they do terrify me so let's have a little look at this uh, this, this new story here so it says, Nostradamus, who died in 1566, found modern fame with his scarily accurate track record for pre predicting future events like the Apollo 11 moon landing, assassination of JFK, 9-11 and World War II. Mm. So among his terrifying prophecies for 2021, the 16th century astrologer hinted that Russian scientists would create a biological weapon that will create a virus which turns people into zombies. Oh, shit. And he's, this is what he's wrote, he says, Few young people, half dead to give a start, dead through spite. He will cause the others to shine, and in an exalted place some great evils to occur. And I don't think is that it, means no that. I, I, I think mate, that's he's vague. That's all, that's all <laughs> I got out of re reading Nostradamus. He's like really, really good at being vague. You know yeah, I mean? he's like Derek Akara, isn't he, again? He's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just fishing about, you know yeah. what I mean? That's all he does, you know what I mean? So uh, another one, it says, um, Sad concepts will come to harm each one. Temporal dignified, the mass to succeed. Fathers and mothers dead of infinite sorrows. Women in mourning. The pestilent she-monster. The great one to be no more. All the world to end. Now that's not vague, is it? That ain't vague. You're vague <laughs> right to the last bit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, just backtrack a little bit there, Nostra. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> it's like. So you're saying he will. Well, let's, let's, let's see what else he's saying here then, right? So you think it is a bit vague, right? Here we go. Here we go. After great trouble for humanity, a greater one is prepared. The great mover renews the ages. Rain, blood, milk, famine, steel, and plague. Is the heaven's fire seen a long spark running? So, I mean, that's pretty... That Come on, man. The only thing uh, is, I don't uh, know... Uh, milk and steel and a long spark coming. Yeah. What, who's the long spark, the lucky sod? Yeah, well, I, I wondered as well, you see, because it said the great mover renews the, the age, but uh, Michael Jackson's been dead quite a while, hasn't he? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Maybe he comes back as a zombie. <laughs> Shit. I'm, I'm coming to get you, sucker. 
Show me your asshole. <laughs> I've got a load of rubber ones at Calais if you want. Stay away from me, kids. Yeah. Maybe he'll save the day, old Brian. Like Imagine. So, zombie Michael Jackson's going to come back wanting all kids' asses, right? And because oh, that's. Man. You just hear screeching of wheels, right? And Brian comes in. Here's our face, you bastard. Extra small. <laughs> oh, ee! <laughs> oh shit! Is not is this twenty twenty one though? Because every year is a shit storm for Nostradamus. If you look at twenty twenty, or let's pick a nappy year like two thousand and two or something. You know, I don't know. Just what a year after what two thousand and two? The year that we went to went into war with Iraq just after nine eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every year is a shit storm. <laughs> Well, 1999, Prince were pretty happy with that, man. He yeah, was, well, actually. Let's, <laughs> let's pick 1999. The 90s were pretty happy. A decade for a lot of people. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. We yeah, were in wars and things. But yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so, Christ. well, I, I think we should just leave it to Brian to sort out the uh, the issues we're going to have with uh, with 2021. <laughs> <laughs> with his van full of rubber arses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Brian. <laughs> it's like coming to the end of things at Crack and Co for one thing but to say that in this sort of scenario it sounds like we're literally coming to the end of the end of times doesn't it <laughs> that last episode we did was so positive you know like back in the nice 2020s this was just like firestorm and brimstone we've, and shit we've hit the ground running we've hit the ground running but there's always tell me we've got a positive at the end mate one more positive just give me a positive well I might be able to pull something out of the bag, you know what I mean? Oh, Just cheers, something, right? So, so for example, you got like threats of like alien invasion. We got th- threats of like zombie apocalypse and all that sort of stuff, right? Global plagues and Glo- shit, yeah, all that yeah. sort. Of. So, who's going to save us? Oh. I'll tell you who: the SAS. Ooh, I think you're going to say the SS. <laughs> <laughs> shit, no, <laughs> not them. <laughs> zombie SS. <laughs> So this is a headline that says, Special SAS unit has been trained to respond to an alien invasion of Earth. Wow. So, this is by Isabel Dickinson of the Daily Star. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the headline. This is what it says now. This is the story. It says, the SAS have got E.T. in their sights. The Daily Star Sunday. Can... Well, that sounds, that sounds awful now, they, doesn't it? They go to college and university, right? Shit like that. Wow. <laughs> but these as well have got E.T. in their sights. I don't think of Grey's. I think of little E.T. with his little glowing finger. I don't want the SAS to have E.T. in their sights. <laughs> Ouch! It'd be a really short movie, wouldn't it, if that were true? Just like bang, fucking Elliot's disturbed. He, he thinks that little red glowing fingers is sort of finger, but he's not. He's just a laser sight, isn't it? <laughs> All that Denmark man's cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> So, uh, what they've got here is the uh, a special project unit of around 20 troopers is ready to tackle alternative threats. So, the elite soldiers are trained to use non-lethal weapons against a variety of potential threats, including aliens. A source told us, 
either HP or brown or sort of like maybe <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> the SAS has to be prepared for anything and any threat. That includes everything from terrorists to human bioweapons, where someone has been deliberately infected with a deadly bug all the way through to an alien life form. I know it sounds bonkers, but the SAS train for capture missions for every threat. They can use a range of long, lethal weapons, one of which involves spraying foam, which covers a target and hardens rapidly, preventing them from moving. So this guy, the source, right, he's just watched things like The Incredibles and stuff like this, and yeah. he? he just watched too much TV. Who is this yeah, source? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely full of shit. So troops are understood to have trained alongside U.S. special forces in America. Right, so that's we're learning this shit from the Americans. Brilliant. <laughs> that worries me. Absolutely brilliant. You know. So our source added: most people believe that life on other planets exist. Even Einstein in 1920 said, "Why should Earth be the only planet supporting human life?" If you believe in that, then you must accept that alien life may present a threat. So you need to plan for it. So even like the saying, like Professor Stephen Hawking warned against contacting little green men. You don't call aliens little green men anymore, do you? That's exactly. la- lazy, right? Well, offensive. Re- proper well, offensive <laughs> to them. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, green lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> and he once said, "If aliens visit us, I'm not going to do the Hawkins voice, am I? <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> if aliens visit." <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, though. <laughs> the outcome would be much as when Columbus landed in America, which didn't turn out well at all for the Native Americans. Nope. So, in 2018, it emerges that British defence experts had spent 50 years trying to catch a UFO so they could use the technology to build new super weapons. I'm just what I'm nice. going to finish with blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm going to throw yeah, with that yeah. one. That's blah. So, basically, they've said we've got 20 SAS who have been. They've been trained to respond to aliens and various other threats like this, right? Uh, with non-lethal weapons. So our force against uh, the whole of the alien invasion is these 20 squaddies. And they've basically got like pencil sharpness and spray on foam and things like this. No guns, no machine guns, nothing. What do so you think of that? The sick shit is though that it's just basically it isn't the defence; it's a snatch squad. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. That's not Bigfoot. <laughs> 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 they just want to get it, and they think, right, get the alien, interrogate him. Let's get the weapons and let's start fucking laser beaming everybody. You know what I mean? It's just it's disgusting, yeah. isn't it? There's no defence yeah. there. It's just like let's get hardest, quickest, and terrorise everybody else. You know, before they terrorise us. Terrible Jeez, truth. Terrible truth. That is it's the soonest we we want need to flag down one of these UFOs we do and I think we should send out so let's point our little uh, lighthouse up into the sky and send a bit of semaphore out yeah, there or something man. like that you know yeah yeah and Some whisk us off like, let's, let's, yeah let, let's get off let's go but then again I or suppose- maybe just sit in top of the lighthouse and get a load of stuff from that jelly dude you know what I mean let's go on a trip with him maybe that he's shamanic Vibes might get some. Oh, I don't want him anywhere near the cove. Can you imagine Messi be there? We, uh, what, you, you want no. them bloody? You want them narwhals back, do you? The queuing on narwhals. No, no. What about Jamiroquai? Get him over. That's the idea. That's what we need. We just need to get a bit JK on here. Like, go pull on big hats and have a bit of a dance. He, he, could, be the, he could be the great mover. 
wow, he's tied he's up. Kicking. You tied it up, our kid. Oh, well, that makes me feel happier already, you see. Isn't it? Yeah, we needed one that whole episode. Wowzers, dude. Oh, right. Well, I'll tell you what, I think I need a little bit of music now, so I think you get your trousers down and do a bit of parping for me. <laughs> yeah. I'll just clean my thumb, our kid. Oh, I'll be all right, I'll use mine. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a different tune <laughs> so it's just for me to say now that it's a big bye bye from Matt and a, a, a really big bye bye from Benny and I mean it guys take care <laughs> see ya <laughs> <laughs> that's only quite threatening <laughs> there are three ways you may contact Kraken Coles either by email at Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Crackencove or Instagram at Crackencove Pod. Ha ha!